All right, thanks for listening to another episode of the weekly podcast. Um, we'll get to that same boring uh, routine of look us up on Facebook, look us up on Instagram, look us up on Twitter, um, email the weekly podcast at gmail.com. Uh, there's links in the show notes for Anchor to support our show, to leave us a voicemail. Wherever you listen to this podcast, give us a, a, a five-star review, a review, give us a rating, give us a, a, a thumbs up, thumbs down, kiss my ass, whatever. I would like to have some more subscriptions, but obviously, that's up to you. Um, this week... Uh, it's taken me a little bit longer to put this episode together. Um, this week I want to talk about a missing persons case out of Jacksonville, Florida. And really, we um, get to speak with a family member of the missing. Um, we're going to talk about the missing person. Uh, missing. We're going to speak of Diane Teresa Francis. Um, we're going to actually speak to her daughter Sherry um, Snyder in this episode, and I'm excited. Uh, it was an amazing conversation. I was so thankful that she done it. Um, it was just, it, it just felt, you know, it, I, I didn't edit any of it. I, I just trimmed some of the the beginning and you know the end before we kind of got started, but um, it's just a conversation about her mother and, um, you know, when she went missing. Um, you know, from what I can tell you from the information that I've obtained, uh, and I got a lot of information from Sherry, she sent it, she emailed it over. Um, Diane, she her, it was, her name was Diane Teresa Francis, she also had a an, an alias as Diane Teresa Foreman and Kimberly T. Foreman. The last known city that Diane was in was Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and I've got a roundabout. Kind of want to get the the from the the Melbourne area, but we have police records that indicate um, that she had started. Now, it, she could have been down there a little bit before this, but with what records we have, uh, she had started having some contact with Jacksonville Police Department uh, June 20th, 2004. It's on a Sunday on University Boulevard. Um, and from there, you see we have an incident on September 30th, 2004, uh, St. John's Bluff Road, October 31st. She is arrested with a, a lady, uh, Tammy Morrison, uh, for walking, uh, trying to maybe prostitute, uh, dress kind of scandally. Uh, December 8th, 2004. Then we go May 1st, 2005. Dick's Ellis Trail, October 12th. Uh, is uh, she has a run in at the 5624 Kegel Road, and you'll know that the Kegel Road is going to be the last location that anybody's seen her outside of her leaving the police department the next day. Because on November 27, 2005, she gets arrested for just trespassing, she's taken in, she is released on the 28th of November 2005, and no one has heard from her. Her children, she'd had a, a rough coming up, but she had lost her children. She hadn't seen her children since 2003. No one had seen her there since 2005. There is a, a phone call that is made to Diane's father, wanting her birth certificate, some different things, early 2006. And by June of 2006, they've issued, a, not an arrest warrant, but in a warrant, a what, like a civil warrant for this, these fines from November the 27th. And so by June the 1st, she is nowhere to be found. 
So, and no one has spoke to her since. But uh, we want to try to help Sherry spread this word of this case. Maybe you can put some more eyes on it. Uh, give it a bigger platform. She's been out there doing a lot. And she's just an amazing person. And I want to uh, you to listen to my conversation with Sherry Snyder. This is the weekly podcast. I want to put a disclaimer in there, and uh, so everybody will know. We had a a couple of incidents in the conversation to where we had to connect back up. Um, so I apologize. There is a couple spots in there to where we lose connection and we gain connection back. But just bear with us there. It's it's not too many, and it it actually went pretty decent. So. Thank you and enjoy the conversation uh, with uh, Sherry Snyder concerning her mother, Diane Teresa Francis. Thank you. You know, I'd look through um, a lot of those reports. Well, all of, I looked through everything, obviously, but... You know, I was more kind of focusing more on the the time in Jacksonville, you know, mm-hmm. because I mean, I know a person's past. I mean, I'm I personally just between me and you, I, I I'm a recovering drug addict myself, so I have a place in my heart because I know how good people can do bad things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they and it and I don't necessarily feel like that you know we have to focus on that aspect of it because i believe more than anything the the jacksonville time probably would create a better timeline as far as you know as far as who she was around and kind of what she was doing there Mm -hmm. you know months before you know she went missing and no one had spoke to her again i did have a question though on one of those reports i've seen a lady uh tammy morrison Mm -hmm. was was she arrested with her that day near the Snyder Street address? I'm not sure that I even was aware of a Tammy Morrison um, in the reports. I must have missed that. I don't. If you um, uh, if you look down at the, I don't know if you have them right in front of you, but if you look down at the one um, that would have been, let's see here. I've got them in order. Um, sorry. Would, You're fine. I'm. I'm actually happy you have those printed out. I've never officially printed everything. I have some well, printed, and some are just on my phone. So. I cannot look. I'm old school. If I don't have a pencil and a piece of paper, I feel naked. Oh my look. I know it sounds crazy, but it was the. Uh, yep, I feel. I feel that. I do. <laughs> it was on the 1200 block of Snyder. Is when uh, they said basically called police said uh, observed the defendant walking back and forth. Uh, on on Bayard Street, uh, dressed scantily, you know. Then the the beer bottle in front of the ditch, in front or in, in the ditch in front of the church. If you look at the bottom of that um, report, there's another woman's name there, and I don't know. It just says subject two. You know, subject one is obviously your mother says uh, Foreman Kimberly Teresa, and then at the bottom of the page says subject two Morrison Tammy. Hmm. Yeah, I I totally missed that. To be honest, I have like chills because now I have a whole nother person I got to look into. Well, I tried to look um, her up, and I just thought, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to do that on Facebook because there's supposed to be Tammy Morrison, but it's got her date of birth of seven twenty four nineteen fifty nine, age forty five. So, no, no height, no weight, not of Hispanic origin, and that's it. White female. So. So can I? Is it? possible to exit out of this because right now i'm still open on the anchor screen um am i able to exit out of this or would it you can try do you think it would if it disconnects it's not a big deal we'll just do it again all right um because i was just curious uh with you saying all this now obviously um there is a woman that was involved in the very beginning and she was i don't know if you saw the report that was like 1996 my mom had my mom had dropped us off at a house at like 8 30 
at yeah. night or something and didn't come back for like two yeah, that, days. Yeah, her name was Tammy well, also. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what my thought is. That's Tamara Lee Hardison. She is, she was my babysitter back then. And I actually have her on Facebook. So I could, you know, just check her birth date real quick and see if it matches. Yeah, this, um, yeah, I looked at that and I thought, well, 96 and this is 2005 or this one's actually 2004. Um, this actually didn't print out. I may have to look at it too. Cause on that second page at Tammy Morrison, I don't think it's got, it may have her address. I just can't read it. Oh, I mean, right. it just it messed the top of that page up. Yeah, see if you can pull out of that look at that one. That is that is the one on 1031 2004. Because um, another thing is, you know, they all, not all of them hung out together, if this makes any sense. But like Melinda Martinez was my mom's best friend. And she knew Tamara Lee Hardison, the lady that was our babysitter. And she mm-hmm. knew John Schmidt. She also knew Roger Foreman. So mm. this woman knew people from 96, but also knew people from 04. Yeah. So the fact that somebody might have carried on with her, you know what I mean, is not unheard of. That's not, you know, out of question here. So well, it's a, it could have just been... Using a different name, maybe? or Yeah, like different last name, different spelling on the first name, too, I think. But... Um, regardless yeah she's she gets on all the posts merrily hard gets on all the posts and you're cutting out Um, but yeah, I sent you that birthday. No, her birthday is, that. uh, it was, uh, on I this sure was, uh, said. let's see. I just had it right there. It was, uh, 7-24-1959. Okay, yeah, so this is August 23rd, yeah. 63, or something like that. Um, so probably not the same person, but still interesting. Definitely something I'm going to look into. I shot a message to my cousin while we were disconnected and told her and so she's going to look into yeah if well. we uh if we See get if disconnected i guess it's just this individual link like a i'll send you i'll just have to send you another one each time because it it ends up doing it like a almost like a segment i guess okay well i'll try my best to stay in range for the most part i'm a I'm a walk talker. No, you're I okay. Talk I um, also so. noticed too on the map. Uh, <laughs> have you ever dotted out on the on the Jacksonville map, kind of where the arrests had taken place and kind of how close in proximity some of them were? I mean, I've tried. I plan on probably ordering a huge Florida map, like one of those crazy people, and having like yeah. red yarn all over it, like right. they do when they're tracking yeah. someone. But uh, I haven't gotten there quite yet, so well, it's all from my phone. I tell you what, I kind of found um, is if you know, like in the, one of the first arrests is on University Boulevard, and that was in June of '04. Um, and University Boulevard is close to, very close to the Cagle Street address. And then, right, it's almost like you notice that there's a hotel with an arrest and then an arrest kind of like on a side road near that hotel because the Dick's El- or Dick's Hollow or Dick's Ellis location, um, there's also an arrest on Bay Meadows, and that is right next to the uh, address there. And both of those are off Highway 1, and both of those are on side streets that lead to Hendricks Avenue, which is all along the river. They're pretty close right. to the river over there. Yeah, I did notice it was all all pretty close proximity. And even when she was in Brevard County, like I mentioned prior, I did map out those uh, locations. And they were all within the same, you know, eight block radius in, in a certain yeah. neighborhood or wherever. So she doesn't well, go Well, the far, only two, the sure. St. John's um, Bluff Road, that one is way off. It, it's way east. Uh, and then the Snyder address is so far south that it's almost out of of the county and out of Jacksonville altogether. 
it's all the way down. Right, like towards. It's like at the bottom, like right there where highway. But the funny thing about all of this is the Snyder address, the the K, the Kegel, the University, the Bay Meadow, all of the addresses, but one is right. I mean, right off Highway One. So everything runs mm -hmm. right there on Highway yeah, One. Yeah, that's what. The, fr the first PI I had hired was from Advantage PI. It's an actual, like, company. You know what I mean? It's not like you're hiring Joe Schmo to go find your mom. It, they, it was a company we contacted through a church and someone that knew them or whatever. They were, like, brothers. One of my friends was, like, real mm -hmm. good friends with a PI. So he contacted him for us. And he worked the case for, I would say, maybe six months. And they actually made a trip from Fort Lauderdale and you can look this up on Google afterwards see where Fort Lauderdale is in comparison to Jacksonville um, they went all the way there and even Melbourne area uh, showing people her picture asking if they knew her and um, basically long story short he ended up quitting on us because and I think I sent you his like final email it basically said my best advice to you is to walk Highway 1, US 1, in Jacksonville, and that's where you will find your mom. If she's there, that's where she's at. And it's funny that you're saying this. It's giving me goosebumps all over because, again, Highway 1, you know, that's where she Yeah. Well, they always say that a person's, um, a lot of times a person's past patterns can predict future patterns. And, you know, like we, we, we walk through these incident report, like in, like, say, and the first one I've got is, is June 20th of 04, you know, and it's all just disorderly conduct stuff. Nothing, nothing serious, you know, just, um, just the fact that she, her, her having an interaction with police, you know, you've got the one June 20th, 2004. Um, uh, I think this was the one off university Boulevard. Um, just the, you know, drunk and disorderly in public really is all that was. And then you've got, the one in uh, September the 30th, 2004, that's the one the incident location is all the way over on St. John's, uh, John's, no, okay. John's Bluff Road. Um, but the thing about in the, the June of 04, they've got her down as transient home address. And then on in September of 04, they've got the address as the Snyder Street address. You know, so then you kind of go through there, you've got... Uh, September, then you've got these uh, October of 04, and this is the one that mentions the uh, Tammy Morrison to where they were just kind of dressed scantily walking out, you know, there on the road. This one yeah. is near, near Snyder Street. Um, but you can kind of notice you go from October of 04, you go to, let's see, that's October 31st, then you go to December the 8th of 04, which is. Um, they had actually just in, in encountered her walking, and this is on the Bay Meadows Road. Uh, and just then, you know, they gave the address of 12482 Snyder Street, and the officer wanted to know, you know, why she was so far from home. You know, said she had a fight with her boyfriend or whatever, and had got out of the car. And then you go to May the 1st of 05, and this is the Dix Ellis uh, Trail. Of course, you know, every few months, five months, four months, whatever it may be, you know, she's had just a interaction with law enforcement and and it's like i said it's not for nothing serious but i feel like if you know she was still somewhere on highway one probably she would have spoke to somebody or had tried to come forward or would have had an interaction with somebody i would imagine don't you, don't you right think? and that's what my my thing is is like there was always <clears throat> something with her and it just seems that in the end of 2005 somewhere she just up and disappears like she just stops doing what she's doing I don't I don't get it you know and like I said I've racked my brain obviously I've missed things even uh this Tammy individual I don't I've never seen that so yeah, um, I will say a, there was something I don't I'm know. sorry she's just listed at the bottom as a another uh, individual that was the way it's worded on the police report now I could be totally wrong but they've got subject one um uh, and as uh foreman kimberly teresa and then subject two is morrison tammy so 
Yeah, might might dig into her a little bit yeah. and see kind of where that goes. That might if that's somebody that's at least uh, you're able to contact. It's somebody that can at least give you an insight as to kind of what was going on at the time. Because, like you'd said, you know, I'd looked into right. some you know, in by 2003, according to those records, she's basically with Roger at this time in 03, correct? Yes, and according to him, until 05. But as you can see, why I explained to you that that does not make any sense, he claims he never went to Jacksonville. So the reports you have in your hand now, that doesn't add up. Because if if you were with her from 03, when we went into foster care for the last time, and then you claim you left her somewhere in 05, where were you in those in-between years when she was found in Jacksonville and being charged with sex crimes and this and that? Yeah, that's right. You know? That's right, because uh, the first incident that I have is June of 2004, and we've got, I know of probably, let's see, four, I think, that were in 2004. And several conversations of arguments with a boyfriend. And like you had mentioned in our previous conversation, she's not going to use this last name and I don't know if you want to use it or not. I guess it'd be okay. The she's using the foreman last name. Yeah, I mean she used it. <laughs> so to me, if you're using yes. the foreman last name, that's going to be your, you know, if you're not legally married, that's going to be your current boyfriend. So from you're you're using the foreman last name. Ninety. Well, you know, I mean, you know, he was with her. Had to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I told you, you don't, you know, say, okay, well, I lost my kids. Um, I'm in Melbourne, Florida. This is where my kids know me. This is where all my family is. Let me head out to Jacksonville and try and start a new identity. And you're going to use your ex-boyfriend's last name so everyone can find you. That doesn't make any sense. We know you were with him. So to me, she would have picked up a, a completely different you know identity if she was trying to dip out like that as far as it seemed you yeah, know no, she's I, not I know. she's not hide, not trying to hide if she's using that name i mean because that's going to be a name that ever everybody in melbourne would be able to associate her with because they'd been together in 03 through all the court proceedings and and there's public record of his name and his children's name you know being involved with you and your mom and everybody else yeah, I mean, I have a whole case file, which you now have that, I mean, he's all throughout that thing in the end there, oh, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, and I believe his, it, there's uh, no doubt. Is it, didn't his son uh, make a report, too, or I, I believe that I'd, I'd read, or was that, that might have been. No, that's somebody completely different. Um, his son is, I mean, he's not hard to find either. All you got to do is look up Junior on the end of the name, and a whole slew of stuff will come up. He just blew up a meth lab not oh, that Lord. long ago. I, I would say yeah, 2019. We'll, we'll leave him alone. <laughs> so, yeah, we won't touch on that yeah. one. And I told you prior, we don't really like him anyways. Yeah. So, I'd like to I, I tell you something else that I was noticing too. You know, the the 5624 Kegel Road, that is the incident, the last in, I guess the last location other than, say, the police department that she was seen it correct the right wherever she was held overnight would have been the last official but yeah i noticed here and i looked at incident (laughs) numbers on october the 12th 2005 was according to the papers i have in my hand the first incident of trespassing at this 5624 kegel road but in the in the information it says you know, upon arrival, I spoke with Mr. Pride, witness one who stated that he observed the listed suspect walking across the parking lot to a room. Mr. Pride tried to get the suspect to stop due to her having a trespass warning issued against her. And then it gives a reference number of 821786. I was unable to find that reference number. And uh, I, I couldn't find any other documentation to where they that she had already had a trespass warning against her but you know if you you know as as they go on further and notice that in uh, November the 27th of 05 which is the last date that she was seen at this residence I see them filing a report and they reference the incident 514 so they do reference the October the 12th incident in the mm-hmm. the the November the twenty seventh incident, which is the last time she's seen, 
other than, you know, when she gets bailed out or was able to leave the jail. I think it said the 28th was when she was able yeah, to leave. Yeah, the next day. It was basically like a drunk tank hold. Yeah. She was belligerent and non-compliant when they confronted her about a prior trespass warning. And it, they even say in the report, it was posted on the wall right behind her. And she says she was unaware that she was ever trespassed. So it was just her being a little, you know, yeah. <laughs> feisty. Um, and so they held her overnight, basically. But prior to that, as you see in the report, the two, what gets me is the two security officers at the hotel. Those are security officers. They're not police. Yeah. They maced and detained her outside until the police showed up and don't remember her. Oh, yeah. So I'll fit. Yeah, they're, they, they seem to be. I mean, your mom, according to this, was 95 pounds and that's they had to use pepper spray. You know? Yep. And that's how much I weigh. And that's how much my sister weighs. We're all exactly the same. And that's what I find so funny. If somebody maced and detained me and I was fighting like hell, I think that they would remember that even well, 15 years later. If it's just a trespass, I mean, they, it seems to me they went over the top. I'll finish reading it then to get that on in the podcast. It said, Mr. Pride then went to stop the suspect and she became combative. The suspect threw a punch at Mr. Pride but missed. Mr. Pride then took the suspect to the ground. The suspect was still fighting, according to Mr. Pride. Then Mr. McNair, witness two, then showed up to help Mr. Pride, probably talking about two grown, 200-pound men apiece. While the suspect was on the ground, she continued to fight with Mr. Pride and Mr. McNair. While the suspect was on the ground, Mr. Pride used his OC spray to try to control the suspect. Uh, at this point, they were able to control the suspect and detain her until police arrived. Yep. Yeah, so that was the one on... 10 12 and then on 11 27 she is seen just basically walking across the parking lot to room 159 where there is a male in the room and the only reason they approach her this time is because they recognize her she's not doing anything wrong she's walking across the parking lot to get to her room which her according to her statement is her husband that's in the room with her and she mm-hmm. reaches out for his hand, and he just acts like that nobody's even there and ignores her. And the, they take her on out of the room and take her on to, to jail, uh, where basically she just gets a $240 fine. And it is uh, they try to summon her, but, and I noticed too, by June the 1st of 2006, Six. she's nowhere mm-hmm. to be found. Right. Because exactly. the, the court has issued a, a summons for her to pay that $240. They're unable to get in contact with her. So basically all it becomes is a civil judgment at that time. And I guess that they move on, but it's, um, yeah. it's definitely crazy because you know, good and well that she had people down there that she interacted with on a daily basis, you know? Yes. I mean, I, there's even, I, I don't know if I sent it to you, and if I hadn't, then I'll, I'll get it over to you, but there's a traffic citation. It's literally just like a photocopy of the ticket they actually gave her that day. Her fingerprint is on it. Oh, on really? No, I don't think I've seen it. Um, well, it, <clears throat> and I ran this through the first PI, the one that I told you basically came to the conclusion that I need to walk US-1 in Jacksonville if I want to find her. Um he basically told me that he ran the tag number on said ticket and it came back a dead tag. So there was this number on there. It's H0776 something something. I, I can't quite remember, but those are the first like four. And the H is what is important because he told me that and he has access to uh, the DMV records with, with what he does, I guess. So he got for me the report that it's a dead tag but the h means that it was someone handicapped because they don't make plates or tag numbers with an h in the beginning unless it's a handicapped individual so you or i would get a a plate and it would read numbers first this had an h so uh basically the report just read that the car was pulled over she was not the driver the driver was obviously handicapped because of the plate it was his vehicle or her vehicle whomever and she just didn't have a seatbelt on. That was that was it. Um, but again, that tells me you're in a car with someone in 2004 driving around Jacksonville. Like you're obviously established there. Or like you said, you know, people. Yeah. There. Um, 
Now, it could have just been somebody that picked her up on the side of the road. Again, I don't know. She was one to jump out of the car when she would get in fights with boyfriends. And, I mean, there's reports where she was walking with my sister and I on US1 in Melbourne at 2 o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. because we had gotten out of Roger's car. Um, They started bickering, and she's like, I'm taking my kids, and I'm going. And so, obviously, that doesn't look good to a cop, two little children and a woman dressed not not very uh not, not very much clothing on right and just walking so you know it's not unheard of that this handicap plate could just be some guy she got in the car with but it could also be the boyfriend or the yeah. husband quote unquote that was listed so um all very interesting things i've like i said spent a lot of time just looking it up and down and i i really i just don't know at this point what what happened to her well, like you, the first thing you want to look at it, it well, and, and we've talked about this before, is when you speak to, just say, Mr. Foreman, all right, and, and, and he comes off as maybe not being as open about certain things, then you're automatically going to be suspicious of, okay, you say you left her in 05, but I've got six months worth of police reports of her, you know, just basic stuff in Jacksonville, so... You're telling me you were with her in 04, so you were in Jacksonville. I mean, that's right, but then you want to start dancing around other things. It's almost like you feel like he's hiding something, kind of. Oh, no, I definitely feel like I I definitely feel like anyone even remotely involved in this is hiding something, and I don't know if that's like my own just like, well, if I don't know, someone one of you has to know, so I'm just gonna blame all of you. Right. Or if that's like, you know, certain things they do say that I'm like, mm, I don't know, man, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, but again, I sent the screenshot. So I sent you the screenshot proving that she had two identities, just searching the jail number. Um, yeah. So I sent that to Foreman, you know, like in the very beginning when I first started communicating with him over Facebook and things like that. I sent that to him and was like, so... Kind of like just sending it to be like, hey, you know, I noticed this, right? Um, And he was just like, wow, I never knew that or something like that. That was his response. It's just like, oh, that's a shocker kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, you know, real shocker. Well, you know, (laughs) people that are in relationships like that, it's almost like they, even though they may fight and go on, it's like they have to have one another. It's like a... I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's almost like they, they kind of thrive off each other. You know, maybe they break up for a day. They get back together. They were together for several years, correct? Yes. And I mean, as far as like all of the really, really bad stuff, I would have to say Roger was the one that had the upper hand out of all of her boyfriends. Like I say, you know, a couple of times he had his own legitimate lawn care service. And I remember as a kid going to like, um, what is it called? Merritt Island. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just right over the causeway from Melbourne. And he would do big jobs there, like on these mansions. And we'd swim in the, the people's pool and they'd bring us lunch out. And like, it was a whole family thing. His son was there and helped them landscape. My mom was out there weed whacking. Like it was, you know, so there was a time where it was like, yeah, like semi at least. I know that's not like you know, like owning a family restaurant and that. Yeah, home. but what's normal though? Like, I mean, you, you know, right. people say no, it was normal or I'm not normal or whatever. But it it felt good and, and stable and and normal yeah. normal to you. So, do you think that he's the? I mean, the type of person that maybe okay, they did break up and he's just decided not to ever be concerned with with her location again, because that's what he'd have I, to be. It's just like okay, well, we broke up and I just didn't bother to find out anything about it you know right well like as the story stands and you know this is also you have to understand this wasn't like I asked him and this was one response this is like I've asked him numerous times and I'm combining all the responses he's given me Mm -hmm. to make up a story for him um basically he says that they moved from where we were taken away from the last time which would have been the Indian River Cottages they're on us one actually in melbourne um right off us one in melbourne so uh really really bad place to be living you know surrounded by trailer parks um just that kind of whole feel 
there. It was kind of like a shack rather than a house. Um, and so we were removed from there. And he says they stayed there for a little bit until they were either evicted or like, I think there's an eviction on their record together in Melbourne. Um, but regardless, then they went to this boarding house um, that's like right around the corner from the cottages. And apparently there was this guy named JP. That's an abbreviation, so I can say that. I don't know what his real name is or if he really even exists. Okay. Um, I just know that he claims there was a guy, JP, there. He let either let them all stay or Roger claims he left just my mom there. Uh, again, conflicting stories. I get a different version from his son than I do from him. Yeah. So his son says they all live there together. He says that he just left my mom there. So, and then again, he says, but when your mom and JP left out of there, I moved in there with Roger to show him what it would be like if he became a drug addict. So he's, he's claiming he dropped my mom off there. She stayed there with this pimp guy. And then when the house got raided or something, I don't know, they got evicted, something like that happened. Then him and his son moved in, which makes absolutely no sense and he's saying in between um, that time your mom had left with this jp guy by the time he actually moved in there right and what, he was that, like, what day he what's his dates on that him. does he say what year that was does he ever well he claims all in all he doesn't he doesn't give me dates for each specific thing he says yeah but he wraps everything up with well i went to north carolina in 2005 so that's all i know i left her there in 2005 with jp well we know she that's not true because she's in jacksonville and right oh right well he claims when they left the boarding house they went they must have went to jacksonville jp must have taken her to jacksonville when they left the boarding house but again that does not make sense no because um, she was last seen on 11 28 he ain't got much left of 05 what another month right so it's and another thing i've been I've been searching and searching for the death certificate on my cousin. Well, she's like a step cousin to me um, because he claims the reason he ran off to North Carolina all of a sudden in 2005 was because she was passing away from cystic fibrosis, which <clears throat> she did have cystic fibrosis. I remember her. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I can't find the records on that. So I can't prove that. Yeah, you went to Jacksonville or I'm sorry, North Carolina in 2005 because there would be a, a record on that and i don't have it so yeah, it would be interesting to see because i mean obviously from records we see that we can basically prove that your mom was in jacksonville from june of 04 through december of 05 pretty we, we can when calvis can't say you know account for every day but pretty definitively you know that that time period we can put her in Jacksonville, it would be interesting to know kind of when he went to North Carolina and to see if maybe he was he was in North Carolina during this time, you know, toward well, the end of 05. he has charges in Brevard County after 05. So, <laughs> in, um, well, it, 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 that's the uh, which county is that? Du Duval County, Jacksonville, correct? Correct. Okay. Brevard County is like Melbourne, Merritt okay. Island, Palm Beach, um, West Melbourne. So, yeah, again, and I haven't mentioned that to him either, that I have that information. I'm just kind of, you know, soaking it all in and seeing what's going to happen with it yet. Right. But We'll keep that close to the vest. That way, because you've got proof that shows at least a certain time in 05, you were not in North Carolina, sir. Correct. Um, them try Now, again, it could be... Let me say this, just so I'm not getting myself in trouble. So you know how my mom was charged on 11-27 or whatever, and then they didn't come after her for those fees until June 1st? Yeah, June 1st is when they, they finalized the final decree. Well, they went after him in 05 and 06 for fees, but he paid them. So either he was there to pay them. I don't know how that works, if you have to be present, or if you can just do it like over the computer or whatever i don't know but i could possibly look into that and find out where he paid from yeah you know what i mean whether it was in court or what have you i don't know but it would be real nice to see that he showed for a court appearance in 06 or something like that that would be helpful yeah. right now you would is that out of uh the brevard county 
Yeah, and that's like BrevardClerk.us, and I think it's official records you're going to want to look in. If, uh, and I could always just send it to you. It's probably easier for me to find. But, um, yeah, it's all right there, public records. So that's another thing I laugh, you know, when people uh, get angry with me for bringing stuff up. And I'm like, well, it's public record. <laughs> you, you didn't even try to hide it. Like, yeah, can't and all you got to do is give me an answer that that has some common sense attached to it, and I'd probably leave you alone. You know, correct. I mean, if he didn't come and with I, all this wish, craziness, because at I the end of the day, understood. you just want to know. You just want to know some answers right. from people that might have them. You know, right? Exactly. Exactly. My thoughts. You took it out of my mouth. Um, I just—it's really not a concern with Roger. You know, like I. Don't get me wrong, you are involved in this, and I do care about some of the information you have, but it's not about you. Like, and again, it's not about Boggs, and it's not about, like, yeah, I have to dig into their info to find out what's going on here, but that's that was never my intention. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I didn't set out to this, like, what can I dig up on other people that will get them in trouble? No, it was just like, oh, this is relevant, this is relevant, you're relevant, so... Right. Again, I, I just have to follow every lead, and unfortunately, it involves some people that don't want their leads followed. <laughs> well, you just you just said a name that will 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 actually have the uh, report in my hand, which to me is one of the strangest aspects of of this everything that I've looked into. This this is one of them too. The the report that says day date time incident from Friday eleven twenty eight two thousand fourteen. To Monday, 5-11-2015. So I'm assuming that the reason they put the 11-28 on there is because that's the date that she was last seen. But they've got it, you know, obviously it's nine years later. So right. Mr. I, well, I think files the report. There. So kind of tell everybody about that. He, he files a missing persons report on your mother. So I'll let you... He tried to, I okay. assume. So that, again... I don't know if anyone listening has tried to deal with Jacksonville Sheriff's Office or their law enforcement situation there at all, but it is not fun. Um, so I would say like last year on my birthday, which would have been June 15th, uh, 2019, I called to Jacksonville Sheriff's Office for one last time. It was like my last hoorah. I was going to try one more time. And if they didn't take the report, I was going to just do something else. I didn't know yet. But at the time, that's what I was trying. So <laughs> I call them and they basically laugh at me and they tell me no. I mean, I was in hysterics over the phone. I know they don't know me, you know, and it's not their situation. But again, just trying to pour my heart out and let these people know that like, hey, there is a missing woman there and nobody is paying attention. Like, please look. And finally... She, the woman that was on the phone with me got so annoyed that I just wouldn't stop running her in circles that I'm not going to give up. Um, she said that she was going to have two officers go to the last address that was listed on the last report that they had. Now, you and I both know she's not going to be there. <laughs> right. So it was, it was basically like a well check they did for me. But then when she... You know, the officers wrapped everything up and they called me back and said they didn't find her. And I started crying again and was just like, all right, you know, like I knew that was going to happen. I told you guys. Um, the woman was like, well, let me ask you something. So I have I have a report here. This is how she worded it to me, just to give you guys an idea of what I might have been going through. Um, she said, I have a report here from 2015. Now, me, I haven't seen my mom since 2003, so I start freaking out. Mm. I'm like, what, what do you mean 2015? Like, what can I do to get this? Like, can you please tell me what is on there? And she was like, well, I can't tell you unless you can give me a name that's involved in the report that isn't your mother's. Someone other than your mother. And I was like, well, I don't know. And so I just, I was like, Roger Foreman. Or, you know, I just started spewing out names that I knew. And she was like, well... You didn't say it yet, but I know that all of those people know your mother. So let me just ask you, do you know a John? And so, of course, I said, John Schmidt. And she was like, no. And I was like, John Boggs. And she was like, yes, ding, that's ding, it. Ding. Yeah. Right. And she goes, now I can tell you. And so you can, ex you know, kind of expect the disappointment that I received when she told oh, me yeah. it was just a report 
from my mother's ex-boyfriend who used to beat the crap out of her trying to report her missing. I mean, I lost it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And you guys haven't told me about this? Like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I was just in utter shock. So, so I wonder who um, he got his initial information from to know to call Jacksonville because he'd been out of the picture since, what, 99? Right. So to me, yeah, goosebumps all over right now. I just can't. I don't know. There's literally no logical, justifiable reason why you would decide 20 years later to just, you know, 15 years later to just call and say, hey, this chick that I used to date and also beat the crap out of, uh, we won't mention that, but um, she's been missing for like, you know, since 05. So if you guys could find her, like, I just, I wouldn't do that to any of my ex-boyfriends. No, it, it's it's extremely strange. I mean, because well, I mean, well, we don't know what kind of contact they had, but I would assume that they probably didn't have much, if any, from you know 2000 right. to 2005. So, and this was before. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. It all sounded good until. It's definitely my it, service, I think. <laughs> it's all right. It was so crisp and clear, and then it was just like gone. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> On my end, it sounded well, like you were underwater, kind of. Well, that probably is an a, a improvement. Probably, instead of all country. <laughs> yeah. No, it was On that, when you it was look up static. that. static. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I have that sometimes, but uh, it don't. It doesn't bother me. The uh, when Hopefully you look you're up, you're uh, good at editing. I'm sorry. I'm giving you some work to do. Oh no no! I'm, all I'm gonna do is cut out the dead time, and I'm gonna do a, a promo into it. This will be on there. We'll just me and you had a conversation, and I, I just want people to hear it in its rawest form. So. I want you to be able to tell your story. I want, hopefully, we can. I can beg a few of my real popular podcast friends to share it. <laughs> I've got some people that have thousands and thousands and thousands, but I'm working on it. Crime Junkie actually shared it, so maybe because people saw that, they'll see her episode on yours and be like, "Oh, thank you." Oh, I know, right? I'll take I'll take one percent of what Crime Junkie has. <laughs> Seriously, that was, was a like good. I seen that, and I thought to myself, I thought, you know what? That's great. I was so happy because there's a lot that that crime junkie podcast ain't nothing to be messed with. I'm telling you. Yeah, they, they got uh, like twenty thousand likes on her Instagram post already, and I, every time I look at it, I'm just like, I I don't even believe it. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> okay. Yeah, they have like twenty two to like twenty two million downloads a month or something ridiculous. Yeah, like six hundred and fifty-three thousand followers. That's I, I have like five hundred. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I need to see. I, so I've been looking for which I'm getting off here in the weeds, but a social social media type just to be able to get. I'm not really good at it. I need to get better at it. But <laughs> before we got cut off, we were finishing up on the uh, the last part of the the Boggs report that he had called. What was it? Right. Fifteen years to the ten or twelve years later. Yeah. So if he saw her last in '99, he called in 2015. So it's like 16 years or so. Yeah. Um, just about around there, you know, give or take six months or whatever. But um, again, I so he claims the reason why when I asked him, you know, why did you decide to report her missing after so long, and he said, well. I had looked for you guys for years on Facebook, but couldn't find you. Again, that's a lie. Um, yeah. My page has literally been public my whole life uh, on purpose because I know that if my mother ever goes looking, um, I literally didn't change my name on purpose. Many people tried to adopt Jessica and I, and we refused because we would have had to change our last name. And, you know, she's not looking for a Sherry Joe Schmo. She's looking for a Sherry Snyder. So, essentially... He's he's just lying. If he wanted to find us, we were. Thing that just doesn't make sense. 
say around 2013 or 2014, my sister and I did make flyers, but we only ever tried to hand them out in the Melbourne, Florida area. And at the time, he lived in Bunnell, Florida, which is where he reported her from. I'm I'm sure you see that address on there. Um, So another thing, since you are good at mapping out things, and I am not, um, (laughs) if you map out that address in Bunnell, Florida, and you map out the other missing gentleman's address um, that went missing just the day prior, or he was reported missing the day prior to John trying to report my mom missing. Yeah, his, um, his neighbor? Yes, his neighbor. He lived about seven houses down. Uh, and his na- he has an active case. They still have not found him. They found his vehicle, but they have not found him. Um, and his name is George Contos. Um, and mm-hmm. he went missing, like I said, just down the street from the gentleman that tried to report my mom missing just the day after he was reported. So very odd. Again, could be coincidence. I don't know. I don't like too many coincidences is in the same spot. So right. to me, it's just like, why is this all happening around the same person? Um, <clears throat> and then another thing, too, is just last I uh, was talking to someone. I don't know if they're just like a sleuth that kind of hits me up and tells me when they find something that's weird. But uh, someone contacted me on Facebook through Messenger and just said, hey, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's another missing person on his page. And so then they sent me this flyer of this woman named Sherry Ann Campbell, who's missing. And then I contacted her sister and... Long story short, this woman's daughter is on his page for some reason. And she's commenting on all his photos like, hope you're doing okay, love you, things like that. And her mom has Mm -hmm. been missing since 2001. So just another interesting, could be completely coincidental and innocent, I don't know. But again, I'm just like, I only know one missing person. And that's my mom. Right. How do you know three missing people and you're, you're... in contact with all their children it's just weird it's weird i don't like it um sorry there's a large truck going by i'm outside <laughs> yeah, you're all right it is odd like you said you know one missing person and then they have a this person has connections to three right and you know it's odd uh or rare i guess you could say to know one missing person i the hmm. my son and his family the other side of his family his father they don't know any missing people. Their whole right. family. They don't know not one. So the fact that I know one, but he knows three, is just like, all right, I'm watching. Um, just a little odd, like I said. Uh, but we handed out flyers nowhere near where he would have been. And so that's a lie. He never got our So flyers. he goes from basically, hey, guys, I was looking for you on Facebook, to, hey, I called the Jacksonville Police Department to report your mother missing is that the leap that he takes well he never told me that's another thing so after that day that i cried hysterically on the phone with jacksonville sheriffs and they finally told me what the report from 2015 was i called him immediately and i said hey I, i just found out that you tried to report her missing that's so weird like why did you never tell me and he goes oh yeah i forgot about that oh that's yeah. something you would not forget about. Right. And another thing. If it meant anything to you. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to have to go inside. <laughs> they are. No, that's okay. Right next to my house now. <laughs> that's just not something you forget, you know? Yeah. Not at all. And, uh, you know, just odd. Odd, odd. He's an odd character. That is odd. Yeah. But I hope that we can, uh, you know, sp- spread the word and, and get as many people looking at this case. Because I think that you get a lot of people asking questions or a lot of people inquiring. Normally that tends to light a fire under under law enforcement or just people in general that were in that area maybe at that time and seen something. It just takes one one person to break a case wide open, you know. Yeah, I I definitely feel the need now that I have all the information that I've gotten over the last year since my birthday in 2019, I feel the need to go back to Florida and just like 
um, you know, walk all these places, talk to these people face to face. So it can't be like, oh, well, this is what I was doing. Guess it, guess it couldn't have been me. You know, that that's pretty right. much what I'm getting is a lot of like people trying to corroborate their own stories. Um, just like well, the good thing is, is you've got statements from them and now, you know, you go get the information. You've got the ability to kind of put them in a corner to say, hey, here's what you told me. But this paper here or this proof here, this says otherwise. Right. You know, then you catch them in a lie. Tell me, you know, why were you lying? You tell what I mean, there's a reason for not being truthful. And I'm not by no means am I passing or putting guilt on anybody. We're just, you know, hypothetically speaking of things that we find odd. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, you know, anyone could look at that and find it odd. I mean, that that right there kind of proves my point in all of this is like any person I've told this to or just said, hey, you know, like just because we're friends doesn't mean you have to have a certain opinion. Like, here's all the facts. Right. Nine times out of 10, I get the same answer back. And it, it always is like, well, why isn't he telling the truth? Or, you know, like, why doesn't this add up? It's not just me looking at it and saying, hey, this is odd. It's anyone I show it to as well. And those are people that do know my story, don't know my story, family, not family, uh, strangers even. I mean, you and I didn't know each other, what? two weeks ago so right so it's not just me screaming this it's like no these facts do look odd to anyone who kind of just peeks at it it's not um so yeah by all means we can have our opinions <laughs> um, I, I think what we can do is uh I, well i wanted to tell you that i appreciate you taking the time to talk to me but i think maybe we can look at uh if you want were you going to maybe dig into a little bit on the that one police report and see if you know or can find any information on that the Tammy individual and I'll, I'll do the same and maybe we can touch back base again to see if we have come up with anything or I mean like I said I, I I wouldn't have a problem if you come on once a month and we told this same story again and again I just I want to be able to uh to get it out there, which, and I know that you, I've looked and I've seen and heard you on several podcasts. And I think over the past month or so, it seems like that you've been able to get it out. I've seen it a lot more places, I guess, let me say. I've noticed yeah. it a lot different, a lot more places, which is good. And it, I think that, uh, I think it definitely helped. Well, I will say that um, part of the reason for that probably is because, like I said, it, it's just been since last year on my birthday which we just passed a year on that in June, um, I decided to go completely public with everything and just stop, stop, you know, being so, uh, I don't know how to put it nicely. Um, nice stop about walking it, on eggshells about it. Yes, yeah. Just go yes, full force. Go. With it. Yes. Um, just, and you know, that's with, with uh, the gentleman we were just speaking about, John, that's another thing, you know, he just, I just went public last year and now all of a sudden all this info comes out about you. It's not like you've been trying to get this to me for years and years. If that right. were the case, you know, I would have caught wind of it prior to me having to pry it out of a police officer at the department. So, <clears throat> and you know, he says that he keeps his, his credit card pin her birthday as well. And I just thought that was so funny because this last year on her birthday, I messaged him and said, the big 51 today or something like that. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, you know, your credit card pin that you keep. Yeah. Right. Like if you if you knew that, <laughs> if you knew that and it's your pin every time you buy something, you must not be buying a whole lot in my eyes. Because see, just little things like that, I think in some people's eyes, it makes them look caring. But in other other people look at that and they think what bullshit exactly you like know? you kept that for 20 years and then on the day of her birth you just don't remember like i don't i don't see it i mean maybe he's so just said, done here's what we need we need uh next we need names of some people that were hanging out in that same area in 2004 2005 and you know like you said you get on the ground down there you may run into somebody that's lived in that area their whole life and they're still there and they right. may have a story to tell because 
I'm certain that Jacksonville PD has not put a boot to the ground to do shit. No, and the boots I tried to put down, they gave up, I guess, because of money. I don't know, but I wouldn't need the money. You know, I'm just her kid walking around. Yeah. So, um, if a person yeah, could and, get you know, down there, there and have of... the spend some time down there. Right. And, you know, there was a lot of people, too, that, like, the lady that reported her for the sex crime or the person who called on her because she was trespassed and walking across the parking lot, those people know her. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah. as soon as they saw her, they knew she wasn't supposed to be there. So to me, it's like she was a regular and everybody was like annoyed at her. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would remember that. So I definitely yeah. do plan on getting down there eventually. Because there if anything did happen, it's going to be somebody that she knew and, and was in contact with in that time frame of you know, I guess we'll have to put it somewhere, what, November 28th of 2005 through June the 1st? I mean, what kind of time frame do you think? Are you thinking December of 05, or are you thinking a little bit into 06? I mean, we didn't really talk about the phone call, but I don't know how much, you know, whether it's, you want to put it, if it's yeah, accurate I mean, or feeling it's not accurate or what you think. You you when do you think she went missing? You kind of have an idea of what what you think as far as time frame. Well, I will say with the phone call, like whether it was true or false, I don't know. But what I do know is that if she had called from a hotel in Jacksonville, um, I don't I don't know that my grandpa would lie about that and lie about. Um, sending her her birth certificate and social security card. Now, he might, but I just don't see what the point in that would be. I would see maybe them covering up something worse that happened, but the simple thing that he sent her this, I don't, I think that that's probably him trying to be honest. Um, So, I mean, we can account for, I would say, a six-month period there from like December in 05 to June 06, Somewhere in okay. there, like six months, she was she was there. But then I don't know, again, if she stayed or if she went somewhere else from there or if she never left from there, like right. you know, never made it out. I don't know. But and what she's talking about on that phone call is uh, Sherry's grandfather, uh, Diane's mother or father, had received a phone call from her uh, sometime there in the first part of uh, 2006 stating – you know, she needed a birth certificate and a few other things. So that was technically the last person to ever really speak to her would be her father then, correct? Correct. And again, he claims that, you know, however long after that occurrence, he called back and the hotel was no longer open or I guess closed down. I don't know how he would know that, but again, Uh, not going to go into the nitty gritty there. He uh, says that he did send it to her successfully. I don't know if he claims he knows she got it. Um, but again, if he does know that she received it, they would have had to have talked. So yeah. I, I I can't pry there because he just, you know, he tells me what he tells me. So um, Well, we know that that Cagle Road Hotel went from a Ramada Inn to an Econo Lodge to, could it be that one? I think so. Um, and again, the officers that the security officers that worked there and detained my mother and maced her, uh, they stopped working there in 05. The hotel changed from a Ramada Inn to an Econo Lodge in 05. My mom's last charge at that hotel was in 05. So yeah. my assumption is that something either really bad happened there, like sometimes when a shooting or drug activity or even a prostitution ring is busted, they will close yeah. down a hotel or just simply change the name of it. Um, And that's the vibe I'm kind of getting from there. Nobody really wants to touch on why it closed down in 05 or what happened. But I can tell, obviously, from the reports I have and what I've heard and things like that. So as far as that goes, I don't know. She could have just been staying in the same hotel. It was just changed to an Econo Lodge. Yeah. Um, But again, I I don't know. Because it looks like she had spent – there was – couple reports from that hotel for, for like a, it looked like over like a two or three month period so it seemed more action there toward the end going on there in that one spot than you know some of the other locations 
but that's all we've got to go on is these reports and stuff. So we don't really, right. don't really know a lot, but it'd be good I to talk to a few people back then. Like you said, just the woman that called in or he, who anybody that interacted with her in, during this time frame, just to get, even if it gives you an idea of where she was at and what, just what was going on, even the little things that you might be able to pick up on that, you know, may mean nothing to, to some, someone else, but you know, mean a lot to you, but. I think it would be good to be able to talk to to somebody in that area. Yeah. You're a long ways away from Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I am. Yeah. I. Uh, I uh, honest. In all honesty, like I lived. If you only knew, um, and I can send you this address just for a little laugh. Honestly, um, the Indian River Cottages, which is the last place that I lived with my mom, um, I lived about. I don't know, walking distance, you know, say you had a corner gas station near your house. That's about where I was from where we last saw her for until I was about 22, uh -huh. 28 now. So I've only been here for about four years. I lived in Indiana for a short time between. But as far as everything else, I stayed right there trying my hardest, everything I could. I mean, I would walk to work intentionally. And my job was like five miles, but it was, I had to take us one to get there. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it was just like, that's two, two and a half hours a day. I have the chance yeah. to see her or, you know, run into her or whatever. And, um, yeah, it just, it was eating me alive. I'm not going to lie. I got to a point where I was thinking about just becoming homeless or, you know, doing what she did so that maybe, you know, if I was incorporated yeah. in the group, maybe somebody right. would tell me where she was at, but it's just not feasible. And like, now I have a child and like, so, you know, I'm doing my best as far as, uh, investigating from where I'm at, but eventually I do plan on making my way back there, even yeah. just for a visit or well, maybe even to if stay. You just get there know. for a few days or a week or something. I think that would, help you in right. this process and i want to commend you on on i think you've done an amazing job but as far as representing your mom and being that voice and getting out there and, and getting other people involved and i just want to let you know i think you're doing an amazing job so and i appreciate you. you coming on but i want to maybe get back in touch in the next couple of weeks and we can follow up and see if the uh, tammy morrison lead gets you anywhere if it's somebody that you can find and i'll also look myself but maybe we can uh see if there's anything to that yes yes um i'm my line is always open i you know have all the time in the world for this stuff when it comes to my mom i i'm here for it so um well i'll give you i'll give yeah, you the we'll final just, we'll i'll give you the final say so whatever you if you want to end it however you want to end it it's the floor is yours so well, <laughs> this is, that's my mom, I guess. That's what I would, that's what I would say. Um, that's my mom. And you can follow her page on any social media platform currently. She's on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I am the owner of all of those pages. So uh, feel free to follow. And yeah, we'll be back on here hopefully soon. All right. Thank you, Sherry. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay. You have a great day.